our special guest today is Erin Banks. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the horror genre. Yeah, so I'm a 42-year-old former specialist in library and information sciences, born in northern Germany, and now I'm just an author. I grew up in a big, colorful, uh, hippy-dippy international family with various religions, and that's when I started studying privately for fun um, as an autistic special interest in my teens and stuck with that for two decades. Um, That's when I started getting more and more interested in the psychology of uh, why people believe what they believe. And looking into psychology, taking classes, I ended up taking one on abnormal psychology, which led to serial killers and true crime, including my first book. And then I thought about basically starting to fictionalize that, everything that I had learned um, from true crime. And from there, it basically went Fantastic. So how do you come up with your ideas? How do I come up with my ideas? Well, um, mostly it can be anything from like um, conversations with friends. Something will spark an idea or something like that. I have a lot of wild, very vivid dreams um, or daydreams. I can see something well out uh, on a walk or something like that, and it'll just go from there. I can incorporate that in a story or in yeah. a, a novel or whatever it is, a poem, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you use the psychology that you've learned from the other subjects? Do you use that in creating your horror as well? Absolutely. Um, I mean, true crime has uh, vastly influenced me. And um, I love looking into different things like criminology, forensics, all of these things. So I have always taken my research there very, very seriously. And um, it's also a big part of uh, my debut novel about rage. Brilliant. So how do you go about creating a compelling character? Well, usually the characters introduce themselves to me. Um, They pop into my head. Uh, Part of it uh, with About Rage is also that um, I'm kind of emotionally digesting some of the things from my own life, my childhood, um, the last couple of very adventurous years when I started getting into writing and making connections with people and abusive relationships, things like that. So there's elements of me in the main character or even in other characters in that story. And, um, of course, some of the the people, you know, like friends or uh, not so (laughs) friendly people, elements of that also uh, is is influenced by by that. So... Do you sort of like use your personal experiences and your fears to sort of like create your characters and your stories? In part, yes. And um, in part, like I said, something just pops into my head. I have uh, a full scene playing out in my head. It just pops in there and then I see it like a movie, basically. Yeah. Um, Or I will see something in in the middle and I'm like who's that character I don't even know what's happening at that 
given moment. Um, or I know the the ending kind of roundabout and I know, okay, I have the start, I have these characters, I have to somehow combine all of that. And then it goes from there. So um, recently somebody told me that the way I write, because I, of course, I start with chapter one, like most people, yeah. but I also have, you know, a lot of notes and quotes and, um, you know, fragmented chapters Um so this is how how I basically write. So today I feel like revisiting this character because he keeps popping into my head. So I will go there and do that because when I am in that zone, in that that vibe, you know, this is when I write the best. I can't really force myself to work chronologically like that. So do you find that you're a bit of a plotter or a bit of a pantser or both? Definitely both. <laughs> yeah, definitely both. I mean, the, the problem with the plotting is that I have tried to force plot elements before or even creating characters. And I kept forcing it, forcing it and just writing. And it just got worse and worse and worse, uh, even to myself when I was re rereading it, trying to edit. And it's like I have to let it flow, basically. Um so, yeah, I mean, there's certain things that you definitely have to plot out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but everything in between is like, yeah, I mean, I have an ADHD brain, you know, it's it's like anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you go about creating a um, truly unique antagonist? Well, um, I mean, basically... I would probably be um, the antagonist in this story. I mean, the the, the character that um, part of me is based on, which is Emily Sands, the serial killer. Yeah. Right? So I thought about, well, if I were a serial killer, um, what would that actually look like? So I kind of went, I would say profiler um because that's i mean first of all that's not a real profession like that but also i don't have the training obviously but i guess you could say method acting maybe a little bit i really try to get in there and rethink um remember all of the different cases that i had read about yeah uh, in true crime um and how would that maybe relate to myself if i lost myself if my personal experiences, um, especially as a child, because I didn't have a very functional home, if that had somehow sent me over the edge, what is the logical consequence there? So this is something that I did for that character. And um, with other characters, yeah, I mean, it could be anything. I wrote one short story for an anthology about a psychotic serial killer that was a hoot to try and get into you know coming up with the fragmented thoughts and the word salad and stuff like that yeah so have you ever felt like moments of self-reflection when you're creating these sorts of characters um yeah absolutely i mean you also have to come to terms with your own darkness everybody has a shadow self i'm not saying i'm yeah. a serial killer obviously but um <laughs> yeah, everybody has really has <laughs> well <laughs> no but i mean everybody has flaws and has made mistakes and sometimes even terrible mistakes and um it's it's really just 
trying to see your shadow self and accepting that, but also seeing the humanity in people like serial killers because they're not supernatural monsters. They're still people. They're just obviously disordered people. But the question is also, how did they get that way? And what does something like personal responsibility um, actually mean in the face of like trauma and maybe a disordered brain, you know, the genetics, things like that. So do you feel any guilt or remorse for the discomfort that you give your readers? No. <laughs> Sorry, but no, absolutely not. Because it's very clear that it's a horror book. It's very clear it's about a female female serial killer. Um, it has a disclaimer. I'm actually personally not a huge fan of it. I understand that nowadays it's become more of a necessity, but if you hear, okay, it's a horror book, you probably expect that there's horrible things happening in yeah. Um, Of course, with things like splatterpunk and extreme horror where things get very graphic and there's like no holds barred violence towards anything, even children, animals, whatever it is, I understand that, um, you know, it can be helpful to some people who have certain triggers or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you pick up my book, um, (laughs) there's going to be killing in it. There's going to be violent sex in it. There's going to be all kinds of stuff in it, you know. Fantastic. (laughs) Okay, so what's been the hardest part about writing a horror book? Um. Well, actually, it has been surprisingly easy. And I think, like I said before, it's because I go full on method. I have, that sounds terrible, but I have actually <laughs> learned to compartmentalize from Ted Bundy. I mean, I have studied his case extensively. That was my first book. And I know his psychopathology, you know, his MO, his everything. And, um, of course, eventually it it starts almost feeling like an old friend. That sounds absolutely terrible because, you know, he was not a very nice man. But you know this person so well that you feel like they're actually teaching you a little something. And you can use that not in a sinister way, but you can use this positively for yourself. So I can split my usual self off when I write and Mm -hmm. I get totally into this mindset and then just create. So I don't actually find it very difficult after I I'm done and I hit save and I close the laptop, you know, I make tea. I talk to my best friend I watch bridesmaids with her and that's pretty much about it. Yeah. Fantastic. So has it been sort of like, a difficult scene that you've had to write that didn't quite sit with you well? Yeah. Um, Well, I think probably the most difficult scene to write was when Emily Sand uh, confided in her therapist uh, about her childhood abuse, which was sexual abuse. That really hit home for me quite a bit. Yeah. And um, just... It's a completely different story. It's not like I used my life story or anything, but still, um, that was 
very rough. I mean, there were some flashbacks there and stuff like that. So I had to, to take a step back. Um, the compartmentalization didn't really work that well uh, on that day. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, you, you start getting into it. And the more you get comfortable with the character and, um, you know, there or all of the characters in their life stories, when I mean, you have to revisit certain difficult scenes later, be that during editing or now writing the second yeah. book um, in the trilogy, it's uh, it definitely gets easier. Yeah. So have you had any memorable feedback that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> um, well, let me think of maybe um, two, three things. So I get more messages than most people would probably think from readers about feeling guilty, confused, horrified about having, I'll word it this way, um, very reproductively life-affirming physiological reactions to reading my book. Mm. And I mean, this is like in BDSM, for instance, there are scenes that can get to this fantasy extreme. Um, it's not as uncommon as you'd think. And people into that sort of thing are often immersed in true crime or horror. So the people who come to me um, are looking for explanations why they would react that way or absolution. And I mean, I can't really give them that. But in terms of fantasies, I'm radically non-judgmental, and nothing is off limits. I mean, otherwise we wouldn't write this stuff and they wouldn't read this stuff. You know? yeah. And um, I think the most intense reaction I got from women who were appalled, I wrote a cheating husband into the story. Um, the lust murder is totally cool. You know, cheating is a step too far. Um, I mean, if, if the horror to them was in the cheating, I still did my job, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think the most flattering reaction was actually Jim Odie. Uh, saying it read almost like a female American psycho. And uh, the worst reaction probably was today. Somebody said, my book reads like a teenage girl's diary. That was new, but, um, you know, maybe I'll try my hand at young adult fiction next, right? Brilliant. So you work anything exciting? Um, well, I'm currently trying to finish up about revenge. Um it's taking a little longer than expected just because of other projects. Um, but other than that, I'm working on a short story collection, um, which is mostly paranormal stories, yeah. a little sci-fi inspired, a little horror. Uh, of course, there's true crime elements in there as well. And um, other than that, the last anthology I'm in that'll come out in a couple of weeks or so is Jay Long's Shadows of the Soul poetry anthology. And yeah. uh, I got three poems in there, which explore things like grief after losing a loved one. Those, um, my dad, um, heartbreak, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it can be hard, can't it, when you're writing about experiences and things like that? Absolutely. And I always feel that poetry is... Um, definitely more perfect for that you know for the extremely personal stuff like you know something like grief and things like that 
Yeah. Well, I wish you luck with all of your endeavours. Sounds like you're going to have a busy few months. Most definitely. Busy few years, actually. I'm kind of booked out until 2026. So Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so what advice would you give to someone who wanted to break out into the horror genre? Um, take any advice with a grain of salt, basically. Um, I mean, listen, experiment, but... Um, Build your own writing routine and know what constitutes challenging yourself as opposed to forcing something that's just not in you or not good for you. Like most authors I know uh, deal with mental health challenges, um, some with addiction, you know, things like that. And you have to factor these things in. Anyone telling you something like um, writer's block isn't real and being arrogant about it, you know, anyone talking down to other writers as though they have the magical uh, one fits all recipe to do this. um, That's just not a very realistic thing. It's crap as well, isn't it? If somebody says that this is the way that you've got to do it and you've got to follow it yeah because we're all i didn't want to say fuck them but that's basically always how i (laughs) just fuck off (laughs) it's right though isn't it because obviously everybody writes different i mean that's where the plotters and the pantsers arguments come from because there are authors that are complete plotters there are authors that are just pantsers and then there's authors that do a bit of both so it's everybody does everything different. And I think that's also um, a really natural thing because, I mean, everybody has a different personality, different life experiences. Your brains work differently. Uh, some people are neurotypical. Others, like myself, are not. I mean, I struggle with something like autistic shutdowns. I can't force myself to write or I will literally have an episode, you know, like a meltdown, shutdown period where nothing goes. So you have to be mindful of these things. And um, I think we can learn a lot from each other in terms of understanding, oh, this is how you do it. This is fascinating. And maybe you can incorporate just one or two little elements of that into your own routine, or at least you tried something new. But if it doesn't work, just leave it be, you know, just focus on yourself more is basically what I always think is the best thing to do there. Yeah, you have to find your own way, don't you? It's basically what it is. So where can the listeners find your books, Erin? My um, books are on Amazon and on, uh, I think, Smashwords. I'm not entirely certain about that, actually. But um, just go to Amazon and type in Aaron Banks, um, and I will pop up. I'm the only Aaron Banks on there. That's fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, so thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. You're very welcome.